And so she was wrecked. Like she was so, so scared. I'd never seen her more scared. It's like someone had bumped me and then for a moment, someone was nudging me to, to like shove me down the stairs. Welcome back to the share house. I'm here with my best friend in the world, Mikey D. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to welcome my dear new housemate Stanislav Kacha to the Hello. podcast. Woohoo! Welcome filmmaker, poet, TGI Friday's ex-waiter. Um, <laughs> it's great to, to have that. you here. <laughs> don't need to hear about that. So I want to treat today as a bit of a Halloween special. Mm. Stan started telling me about a ghostly story in his past and I had oh. to say, stop, Stan. Yes. I want to bring this to the pod. <laughs> yeah, I want to make content out of this. <laughs> I want to commercialize our <laughs> friendship. Harvest that shit. Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> yes. Um, it's, a, it's a long encompassing saga, you could say. That took place in um, the tenements of, uh, of Moorabbin. Okay. So I was living in Geelong for a very long time. Okay. Not a long time, but since I was from three years old to eight years old. And then one day we're like, all right, we're, we're leaving the, the big city of the G-Town and we're heading to Melbourne. And we had a family friend that essentially had this apartment that she was willing to like part with i guess it was like a lease transfer or some, something sure. like that and she was a very um eccentric woman and she she had made this place just really really like just insanely strong colors like every room there was no room to my from my memory that was just like white except the bathroom so oh. every room is like deeply painted in like in like a sickening like red or like purple Ooh. except for like the hallway and the bathroom everything was like a really really strong color so nothing muted real poppy. no like real like pop hard like it just was just intense and okay. that was the first thing when we when we went to visit her that was the first thing we sort of picked up on was was okay this is like a really just it's just a strong like like <laughs> energy of of there's paintings everywhere and like sculptures and plants and stuff but it was literally like an arts it was just like an art studio sort of thing but that was the only vibe we sort of read from it who is we sorry in this uh, sorry story. this is so this is me and my mom so okay. so it's us in this in this idea in this scenario where we yeah we take this family friend's advice and we're like okay let's 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 move in here we just came from we just came from Geelong Here's how an, old were you at the point so at this moving? at this point it's 2004 and I'm about eight years old at this point and so I'm really, really young. I'm still really like sad about leaving Geelong yeah. and all my friends sort of behind. My mum, we moved so she could get more work in interpreting, but then also like, let's get out of the small town. Let's have some more opportunities for you there. Yeah, yeah. So you could say it's a pretty like emotionally vulnerable um, time, you know, to to make that transition. And sure. and so we, we move into this place, um, all of... Our friends, obviously, furniture and stuff is out. All the eccentric, weird stuff, but that those walls like remain, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's it. And it was just really, it's just really funny. You never really think about it. I think when you live in a house that has just like plain, you know, eggshell or white walls, when you move into a house that has these really, really strong colors on the walls, it, there's just something about it that is just, it just has such a different kind of, mm. I don't know energy going yeah, into you it can, it's like you can you know that the other renters are there because it's a reminder of people have been there yeah and, and the painted the walls was a white walled home it's always a blank canvas it's interchangeable and like yeah exactly it's like a, it's like a canvas and you can just put in new things yeah you know? and and so we obviously put in all our furniture and and we start living there for a while and i had i had my bedroom was was this little little sort of tucked away spot in the back that was the purple room okay. and that purple really really strong but it was almost to the point where it was like if you can if you mix like purple and black it's like a really dark dark purple and so that room we had all this like all the boxes and everything i'm sitting in there playing like you know crash bandicoot like over the <laughs> summer and not, nothing's kind of unpacked yet and these are the kind of first memories i have in this in this apartment which again everything was really chill for a long time like i might even say like two years maybe even okay. two years of like nothing spooky nothing strange has even happened here mm -hmm. and um things were things were fine like and and i'm starting to get used to school 
and living in Melbourne. At one point though, I was like, I don't really want to sleep in here. I, 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 I just, for some reason, I was just like not really feeling that room. The purple room. Yeah, I was just like, there's just something, in, I, and I had, I actually just wanted to sleep in my mum's room. Um, I just had, for some reason, just like a real pull towards, I just want to sleep in there. It's safe in there. It's cool in there. Not that it was unsafe in this room, but you felt I don't know. unsafe. There was no, there was no, there's no description for like of how I felt because it wasn't quite unsafe, but it was more of just like go where you know what is what is familiar to you, right? Okay. And so then I went and I slept and I slept in her room um, for that for that period. And how long is that period? Sorry. So that's again probably like two years. Because it's a two year stretch. So okay. probably like two years. Like eight to ten. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Something around that time. And again, everything's cool. I start meeting friends. Things are, things are chill. Um, and and then one day. Okay, so it just really began with having this sort of vibe, which I can only kind of like describe as when you, when you're in a room and someone walks into that room, sometimes you can feel that they're there, even if they don't make a sound, right? Like there's just this vibe of someone's entered the room. and aura, yeah. Totally. And I'd never really considered that or thought about that um, really ever before before then. Mm. And... So it began with these feelings that I started to get. And I didn't know at the time my mum was feeling the same way, but she didn't share that with me. Of course, you're not going to do that to Exactly. You're not going to say, hey, you seen the spiders in the walls? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But no, one one way that you explained it to me when you told me that made a lot of sense was like, when someone's had a really big argument into a room yeah. in a room and then you walk into that room a bit afterwards like you can feel that right. negative energy just floating in the right. space so mm. if someone if someone has like a and if someone's having a really like beautiful day and is just having the best time and is on top of their their stuff you know like they i think you can feel that as soon as you walk in to even like engage with them even if you don't see their face sometimes you can just there's something in the air about that yeah, I, holding themselves yeah i'm not someone who has ever been crazy into like energies vibes mantras all that I'm, and i'm still not particularly although some things have changed with all this experience mm-hmm. um so but i do i do feel like there is there is something that can be felt yeah like a negative and a positive Sure. Feeling, right? I wonder if the, any of it is rooted in just the extreme colors yeah. in the houses or if the colors were just a thing. I don't know. They, they they feel, I don't know, but they feel, they are something that I feel like I had to mention about the space, about, because it just, it, no, it, it makes sense. It literally like paints that space for, for my, in my mind, like this really, really strong colors, which have since then, by the way, have been painted white. So like now oh. when you look at this, this listing, which I can show you guys after what this place actually looks like. It looks just like this pure modern space that's completely painted white. But, you know, back then it had a more sort of, you know, 90s sort of decor. I think the buildings were, the building was from the 70s. Gotcha. So in this tenement block. But I think the colors did play some some kind of, I don't know, weird, mm. weird part, part in it. So things started with, with that, that, that distinct feeling of someone has just walked into the room. And so it's not, it wasn't as much... Um, I've just walked into a room and it feels like someone's already here, but it was more like I'm in the room, I'm alone, and it just feels like someone just walked in. What room was that? The the particular feeling. My memories go back to the living room. Okay. So the living room's it's further from my little purple bedroom. Yeah. Right. So the re- living room is the red. We can call red it the red room. room. That's cool. that is the red full room. painted red. Yeah. Mm. And it's actually ironically enough. It's where I would end up feeling safest in the house, mm. even though it's where almost all the instances of strange phenomena occurred. Gotcha. Um, they all happened in that room, just about. Every, like all the really extreme stuff, I think, happened in that room. But when things started to sort of intensify, I would end up sleeping in that room. I would move out of my mom's room and I would actually sleep in the living room with the lights on, with the TV on for what was probably like five years. Well, so, so I, was that till 10 to 15? Yeah, something like that. Whoa. So we lived there from 2004 to 2012. And probably, yeah, up until I was about 15, 17 even. Wow. Just around that time, 15, 16, I would sleep every night with the lights on in the living room, on the couch, 
with the TV on. And that was, I just felt, okay, I'm, I'm safe. I'm okay. Um, despite the strange things that were to occur. Wow. And to explain this yeah. to your mum, was it because she, there was that mutual feeling of there is something up. You yeah. do whatever you need to do. You sleep in my room, sleep in the lounge. Yeah. Room. Yeah. It was just like, do whatever kind of makes you feel, you know, um, I guess, to, I don't know, to call it safest. I, we, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that about like f- feeling physically unsafe or not. But for the most part, it was just just where where are you comforted? Where, are you, sure. where do you feel most okay in this space? Because this space is a really, really strange space. And purple just wasn't the option to go back Purple to. was just like a hell no. That, that actually was the room in which we felt the most uncomfortable going into. It ended up becoming just like a storage space, really. Um, and we were just not comfortable really going in there like at all um particularly at night at night it was just like a just no go like it was just like a nah don't don't bother going in that room would you say your mom is at all superstitious or any had any of those kind of no she she has this story um she never she's very kind of grounded and rational and she's interesting she's pretty old school and kind of no bs you know like can see both come into this yeah sensations at the same time with the yeah. same kind of uh prior conceptions of the world yeah. that's so interesting no, you totally. both felt the same thing at the same time yeah and it was like this gradual thing that again for two years sort of nothing right mm. and then suddenly okay now we're picking up on this stuff and so one day i i genuinely can't remember the first conversation but it was with my mom and i and we were in the living room and one of us said to each other do you ever feel like someone has just like does it feel like someone has just entered the room like does does you ever get that feeling or have you got that feeling before mm. and again whichever one of us asked that i think i might have asked it and she said yeah i've had that feeling a few times here i've had that feeling and so this is the sort of opening point of when we start talking about it and we start being a lot more forthright with it and of course she's being like cautious she's the whole time she tried to not like you know lead not lead me on but you know what i mean like like fill my my head with her yeah. own like fears because like she's the adult in this situation and she has to be like really rational about yeah. what's happening you know yeah as soon as a kid's spooked that's you want to move oh out exactly and you, you want to like reassure that kid that yeah no this is fine like if there's nothing to be afraid of but when we're feeling the exact same things it just was strange mm. it was just really really um really surreal so that was a feeling that we both started to feel more and more and more having that we had noticed it um when we would ever have like a like an argument and things would be a bit tense between us we would notice it more there'd be a more of this thickness this like swampy like just tense energy that you Mm. could just like like pinprick throughout the house and the house felt really really unwelcoming if i could maybe just to give like my experience with something like that energy yeah yeah i remember once i was in a library and this guy just screamed at the cashier threw the book at behind the register trying to hit the cashier and then left it and everyone was in silence right and the room felt thick and swampy and intense and agitated yeah and it was heavy. It felt like everything had slowed down. Yeah. Was that? Is that? Yeah, it is kind of like yeah. that. It's almost like a web. There's just like a yeah. Real web. And and I'm sure that that's you know somewhat a normal feeling to have when things are tense in your household mm. and you don't feel. But yeah. there was an extra level of it yeah. here that yeah, that yeah. was just really really strange. Mm-hmm. And it just it just it, it it lent to just such a again ominous feeling in the space yeah and that i think is how some nights started to feel like that ominous presence sometimes you have this again this is all just the beginning this is just the scratching of the surface of these feelings of just like someone's walked into the room so there'd be times when you feel that and it's almost like a neutral thing it's almost like oh my mates just walked into the room Hmm. but no one's here and then there's sometimes there'd be like a oh like i feel really like uneasy right now i feel just really uneasy some, some, something's just like i just found out news that has made me feel uncomfortable it would be like that so you'd be like you're in the room and then suddenly something just comes over you and this is for both me and my mom had this feeling of like something just doesn't feel right at hmm. the moment and that was a really so it was 
there were two feelings there which will come into play later in this story this like distinct double-sided nature to this whole thing sure at this point in the timeline we're around 2005 2006 by the time we're in 2009 um again it had gotten to a point where it had, that feeling had become a bit more intense and i started having um i started having dreams where i had a, had a reoccurring dream where i'd be in my my mum's room and my mum's going through an old photo album and i'm watching her do it and then i hear a scream in the hallway and then i would come out i would leave my mum's room and go into that hallway and just as i turned the corner I, to look down the hallway i would wake up i had this reoccurring dream and it was really really just this awful it's just this awful growing thing that was going on this was nothing that was like stagnant it was something that was like over the over the time some things were getting like worse things were getting just more intense yeah and then one day um my mum gets into um she she has a a relationship and 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 the guy comes and and they get married and and move in (laughs) at one point he is um they're they're sleeping in the same room and then at one point he's not sleeping in the same room he's sleeping in the purple in the purple room because <laughs> i'm not sleeping in there i'm in i'm in my my the red, red room, room. <laughs> right the and so he's he's exiled to the <laughs> to the purple room and um and then this was our kind of first test because we had not shared anything with him about what had happened so this is our first test of being like <laughs> she's got to the point of luring people not in that he's like just a, to like do a hard test on the purple room sign the papers just to, <laughs> we need to feed something to the house as a peace offering <laughs> sure <laughs> literally he had no idea about any of that at all so obviously we hadn't prefaced it or anything because again at this point we're like this feels real but also like you know how can we prove anything it's it is just vibes at this point it is still yeah. just like vibes and and some bad dreams and you know whatever so just to get clarity here not yeah. to get too no, delve in yeah so he's gone off to the purple room yeah maybe a squabble's happened and he's yeah. been exiled yeah you could okay. say that yeah you could say that so he's spending some nights there got in the doghouse in the doghouse yeah <laughs> true and um and that's where he he came out to us and said i had several moments where i thought someone was at the door of the room standing there and I, um, I, I, I felt that someone was at the door, like just standing because he would close the door. And then sometimes he would have the door crept up open. And he said at sometimes he thought that someone was standing there. Like he visibly thought he saw someone standing there um, on, on a few different occasions. And wait, that's the purple room was at the end of the hallway. That's at the end of the hallway. So and that's where you heard the scream in the dream. Right? In the hallway. Right. So the scream again, where I, where I heard it was. Yeah. So the hallway, if you think when you enter the house, the purple room's kind of at the end of the hallway. Sure. And, that's, and it's next to the my mom's bedroom. And right? that all coincides with the dream. Yeah, it? it just... There was there was a lot about that hallway. Again, it's not that long, but in the context of this apartment, it feels kind of long. And being a child, it feels really long. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and spaces you, feel so yeah, much bigger than it they just, were. Yeah, it just felt like, whoa, it's all the way down there. Mm-hmm. And particularly when I would go... Because I'm living, in, um, living essentially in the, in the living room, the red room... When I have to go to the bathroom, it means I go out this door and go all the way down this mm. hallway, turn to left, turn to left again, pee, go to the bathroom, wash my hands, leave out, and like leg it, you know, yeah, sorry, yeah. all the way down, down back to the living room, you know, just to, yeah. it was just like, you you didn't want to be in that hallway. You didn't want to be there as little as you possibly could. So okay. I swear, both my mom and I, probably more so me, were just as eager as possible to get get, get through there as soon as possible yeah. so he reports that he's had these awful experiences yeah with the purple room. yeah so he didn't get into much more else than that those were his main experiences with this whole with this whole um thing and so eventually he would move out um so he went and they separated and he went off and did his and his own thing so those were his own only real those were the only person we put in that purple yeah. room <laughs> um, and it's crazy that the only person to sleep in that room had yeah those kind of strange yeah, yeah. it's like pretty pretty creepy um instances and so so instantly as well yeah, like you didn't stay in there long when you moved no, in at all i just did didn't was very i just didn't feeling. want to even though again even though nothing was happening when i when i was really little i just didn't want to I just didn't want to be in there. It was just yeah. something strange about that. Just the dark walls. I don't know. It was just like, a, it was just a turn off. Is it, you know, it was just like, mm. Mm, I don't know. So he was, yeah, he was not in there long. And then 
around 2009 and like 2010 this this is where around yeah around this period is when things again the vibe thing had been there almost since the start since 2006 but now we started um now we started hearing things which were which were which was really strange um there'd be moments when essentially um in the living room i would hear breathing in the room with me and i would have to scurry off like to my mom and like let her then just you know tell her i i'm hearing breathing in my room we're like okay let's go quickly like have a peek over the balcony make sure no one's down there having a cigarette like what could it be who yeah. could it be where rational thing we're just trying so hard to just like piece it together and like think of think of something that could explain that yeah um, and i don't know in most instances there was just there was just nothing to really explain what the hell that was mm. but there were th- we would start hearing stuff like that and um there'd just be like odd noises throughout the house again not this is not a nightly thing it's not a daily thing it's not like a thing that i'm living with day in day out like i'm trying just to live my life you know what i mean this is weirdly enough this is like secondary to my life mm. it becomes so normal to me that it's just it's just a part of my life oh yeah like there's just a strange vibe sometimes you feel like someone walks in the room it's just like you don't want to put too much onus or power onto that thing and then the, you start to get crazy paranoid. and the more we did and the more we did i really think that that it that it fed something mm. i really really did feel like it fed something because over so many years it's so much time it yeah. just becomes it's like base reality yeah and it just starts to like gnaw at you the more you you do give it like power i guess you think if part of the reason that maybe you stayed in this place as long as you did was because it was just such a small little thing over time that grew that it was right you couldn't really track its extreme development right well i think so i think it was one of these things that you you think you know it's 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 you know when i was first telling you about the story i was saying it's like a cliche really about you know in horror movies it was like just leave the house <laughs> like, and genuinely with like the stuff that starts happening later it's like yeah just leave the house but we there's this, there was a strange feeling of, as you say, it's like an incremental small thing that you can kind of overcome. You can yeah. cope with it. You can live with it. It's okay. Yeah. In a weird way. You get used to things. Yeah. And then, sure. and then, it, and then it's just a matter of just like, yeah, you, 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 you live with it and you begin, you begin to want to beat it. That, that was something that as it became a bit more intense, you, we, we didn't, we actually felt like in this crazy way that we would be like defeated by it if we left. Yeah, 100%. it was something that we really wanted some resolution to, which is kind of naive about something that you cannot, you know, it's not see. tangible. Yeah. So, you know, you, you you want some kind of resolution to it, and so you become a little obsessed with getting resolution for it. And so it's that's I think that kept us there. And then as people became involved, our neighbors became involved sooner or later, and they started. They were very very like kind and receptive to this they were not like completely like doubtful and thinking we're you know insane mm. but they would start like coming up with their own solutions of like we, we had some hindu neighbors who they had they had their they had like a little ceremony essentially to, yeah like to, 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 you know, to bless the space or, yeah, or whatever okay. you want to call it um we had you know we had orthodox priest come in and he he actually wrote he drew in like a he would draw like a crucifix in in holy water above the doors. He felt that the space was haunted. He came in and he literally said, "Oh, actually, I should I should back up a little bit here." No, you <laughs> shouldn't, please. <laughs> no, no. Because what he says is really interesting. Given what my given a conversation my mum and I uh, had, sure, maybe a few months prior to that, or maybe maybe a year. Again, it all blurs. Yeah, in. yeah, you're it's, a kid. It's, I get it. There's just so much time that happens there. So one day, um, my mum and I, we have this conversation where we, I, I propose to her, I say to her, mm. just as a pitch, I'm like, do you think that there are like two different energies here? Because there's sometimes when we feel borderline okay with what's happening, it's a bit confronting when you feel something, a presence, or you hear something strange. Mm. And then there are moments where we feel really, really claustrophobic and trapped and scared and like and anxious and that heaviness exactly so the neutral you were talking about before and the heavy right so so we're like we feel two different like presences Mm. so we say look hypothetically if this is like a supernatural thing do you think there are two different people and we both thought yeah we we are feeling that we're feeling like there are two different people Mm. 
And then we would have another conversation some months later about like, what do you think these people look like? Just in your mind, we have never seen anybody, mm-hmm. right? What do you, how does it, how is it in your brain? How, how do these people look like to you? And I, I just said, just completely riffing. I said, I feel like that the, the bad entity is a guy in blacks in with like a, like a trench coat, like a big, big jacket. And he's pale and he has short, like dark hair. And then I said, and she was like, okay, okay, that's interesting. And then she, and then she goes, what about the other guy? What about the guy that's like neutral? And I say, I feel like he looks, he looks kind of like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I literally was like, I think he has like, like that kind of hair, like a, like a blondish brownish hair. He wears a green jumper and he has like brown baggy pants. Very beige kind of human. Yeah. Very neutral. Yeah. And she, she just was like, she was so scared in that moment. She said, that's exactly how the person I see in my brain. That's exactly the person I see. So she didn't completely, she wasn't fully with me on the, on the dark with that guy, but yeah. on this guy, she said, that's exactly who I saw in my mind. She's so shaggy. The, the green, the green shirt and the baggy pants. Yeah. That's who I see. And at that point we were just, we were just totally just like on board with this hypothetical okay. of like, it's two, it's two people. There's a, there's a, you're bought into the paranormal. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And then enters Catholic priest which he says. <laughs> so he says, again, without us prompting, he says, I think there were two roommates here. This is him like riffing. This is him. I, I don't know. This is good and very on brand for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I think there's been two people here that live together. And I think one has possibly killed the other. That oh. This is what he gets from his heavy, just from his, um, I don't know, read of the, of, of the room. Sure. Now we're not, you know, very religious or anything like that, but we, at this point when things started to get super unsettling and with these mental images in our mind of these people, it started all just manifesting itself a Mm. lot more intensely. You know what I mean? Because you can put a face to the the, the feeling. You start to get like a real kind of look of of what's happening and who's here. So yeah, the priest comes and he, that's his kind of hypothesis and um, is is that there's two people and that something violent has happened between the two of them. Um, And, we again there's no way we can really know this so we just go that's 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 probably something like that but what's interesting though and and i love buying into the paranormal red deep red and deep purple Mm. are very passionate colors yeah Yeah. they're very emotionally fueled colors yeah one could if one wanted to join the dots go yeah the story of someone murdering someone in the house Mm. Whoever inhabited those houses that painted the walls, that mm. is, those colours, you can be fueled by your surroundings mm. and by the colours. Mm. It starts to paint the picture yeah. of the people living in their yeah. home and starts to make it, for me, feel real. Mm. So I could imagine for you, yeah. now with the priest's thoughts, a you know, potentially more credible source in the spiritual sure. realm sure. Yeah. and an aligned thoughts with your, your mom mm-hmm. and the neighbours. Mm-hmm. I can understand how it can start to feel not just real anymore. Yeah. But yeah this is happening. Yeah. It becomes, town. it just becomes like a, again, just as normal as just walking through the door, um, yeah. having that feeling. Um, even if the fear never like leaves, yeah, it's still something that again, over like eight, eight years or something like that. It's, it just becomes second nature. Mm. Um, and then it's almost as if it knew whatever it is that, that, we're getting used to it in a way, even though we're trying to like stop it. And again, things just start getting a bit more intense, um, which, which was not fun. Um, so there was an instance where my mum was sleeping in the living room and he, she felt, um, him playing with her hair. So like her hair start like, just like, just like flicking her hair. And she pretty much got up like, you know, in a, in an absolute state of like, paralyzing fear because i wasn't home that night and she was watching something on the tv she fell asleep and then like she felt like flicking sort of on her hair you never cat or anything no no, no animals like in that. the house no so there's not there's nothing in the house at that at okay. that point yeah. so things like that would actually it, it, it felt like something was going on when just before you go to sleep 
particular like th- there'd be those moments yeah. where it was almost like a praying it was like a praying sense you know what i mean you're being watched yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i felt like that as time went on and we tried all these little things to try and combat it, and we brought more people into the fold it felt like the neutral guy so to speak was was a, a much weaker presence oh. here and that this other darker um malevolent sort of presence was was a lot more forceful um and felt a lot more present um and it just felt like it felt like this whatever this was just started to really like weirdly not want us out but like wanted to just it just wanted to just like eat this fear Mm. Uh, there was just this feeling of just like it just wants to just eat up our anxieties and our theories as to what what's happening it just felt like it was it just felt like it was thriving off all of this and that was something that again both my mom and i um felt yeah and you're both there and you both believe it we're just kind of like getting a bit over this like we're getting a bit over this this is starting to like kind of factor into our mental states Mm. and and again if we're ever in an emotionally vulnerable state it just felt like oh it's it's prime time it's like feeding time Mm. it just felt like more stuff would just happen around our emotional vulnerability that it was becoming like upsetting the single um most disturbing thing that happened um for for me this was purely to me there's one something with my mom but with me it was on a morning where we had had an argument we had like a pretty just terrible morning i had to get go to school i was running late and it was just all this just hubbub that was going on and um and it was quite early in the morning and i'm standing in the living room which again everything's in the living room and i'm pulling my jumper over my head and again and not and in this moment i'm not thinking about it i'm more thinking about like how frustrated I am with my mom at the moment. Yeah. And just and like what's happening there in that moment. And as I pull the the jumper off for a split moment, I see a guy standing in the living room, and that's the, and it's the black, it's the guy in the black. And I start sort of like um, screaming and shaking, and just like I was just not right for school that day. Um, I went to school, ended up going home really early, ended up like cracking it at a teacher, and just just being a real like emotional. Um, wreck it was just like yeah it was it was incredibly traumatizing like it was just it was just to this day there was we had never seen any like anything except for that um nothing had moved in the house you don't have any poltergeist stuff where it's like things are flying around or floating around or you know there's there's nothing like that and we never saw anything i just saw that that in that instance on that day um i saw this guy just standing by the heater literally just 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 for just this frame just this just this tiny 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 slither but just enough to make um me sure that he was there and um Mm. and 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 that you just can't like you just can't like talk to anybody about something like that because i went to school and i and i did try and you know talk to my friends about that and even you know people who love and appreciate me like how do they how can you react to Mm. that if your friend just comes to school one day you're there having a you know you're just having a normal day at school your friend comes and goes i saw someone in my in my house today that is probably like this weird presence that's been screwing with me and my my family for years how the hell do you react to that mm. so i i don't think i was um you know emotionally uh, mature enough to sort of understand that so i was pretty upset by the um I wouldn't say apathy of my friends, but like just the way that they couldn't deal with it. I didn't know who the hell to talk to. I actually like, it was just such a scary, strange time for me to not know how to deal with that feeling. Yeah. And you can't tell a teacher, you can't tell, who do you, like, who do you, you can't tell? talk to your mom. Who do you, yeah. You know what scares me is you can't talk to your mom because the, mm. the, the thing yeah. knows that you've just had an argument with your mom. You guys aren't mm. on good terms. Is that not the best time to reveal yourself to somebody mm. when you when your one connection point in the home mm. is a bit severed at that present mm. moment? Mm. That's some crazy yeah, mind tricks. everybody. Yeah, it d- and it felt like that. It felt like a divide and conquer kind of strategy. That was just that's all the experience made it feel like that. It yeah. felt like when we were at kind of a united front, it was it was weakest, you know. Yeah, and then when we're kind of at each other's throats and things are not great between us it's like these walls these thick walls that keep us in 
this reality, they they just whittled down the more kind of vulnerable we became. Mm. And then there'd be these little breaches where something else just pops in. And that's what that moment felt like to me. It was just like a, it was like a glitch. It was just like a reality just broke in that moment. Mm. And something just appeared to me that I shouldn't have seen. That's, that's genuinely like um, what that felt like to me. And so I couldn't, thankfully in that moment, because I was like in such a state that I was like, my mom was very, very consoling to, towards me and very, mm. very, very, very kind to me. And, and, you know, we had each other's back and we always will have each other's backs in that regard. So it's like, thankfully that moment, you know, it was just like whatever we were arguing about meant absolutely nothing in that yeah. moment because of, because of that. So that was the most extreme thing that had, that had happened to me um, by, by far. Um, over, over the course of it, it's just a, it's just a kind of like um, subconscious present fear you know over those years of where someone the 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 red room so to speak had this kind of gaussian blur door you know this kind of the sort of what do they call it the glass that's sort of you know it's just mm, it's like just, the, the, the faded something yeah glass. yeah I, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. It too. I shouldn't have chimed in <laughs> no 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 that's 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 it and then so that tinted yeah well it's not tinted it's just it's just it's just blurred so literally if someone if someone stands behind it you know they're just a blurry silhouette yeah yeah and so you know whenever my door was and my door was always shut from the living room to the hallway was always completely closed so i just had this or this fear for that whole childhood that i was just going to see someone standing there Mm. one day you know what i mean that shouldn't be there and it never happened, but I always thought about that. Like I always yeah. thought about that. I would try and look, not look at that door as much as I could. So it was just fascinating to me that the living room was this place where so much of it happened. And yet the TV was there. The heater was there. The, the big windows there. And it felt, it still felt like there was, there was some escape from whatever this was in other, in other places of the house. Aside from, like, the kitchen, I guess, you know, you'd have just feelings of, like, claustrophobia. There mm. was just this immense feeling of just, like, being trapped. And, that, again, that just it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. Um, but the living room was just, like, this little place of solace for me. I don't know. I don't, and I, I can't explain that considering that it happened. I, I am big on the Catholic priest's thoughts yeah. of the murder. Yeah. And if I were to paint, for, like, paint the picture further into the past of what mm. happened, I imagine the house to be dominated by black clothes human, right? Yeah. And maybe black clothes human had a studio and, and another like, red, uh, the purple room, and maybe your mama's room, right? Mm. Maybe that was their spaces. And the space for the, the shaggy, beige, figure, yeah. calm, neutral figure, mm. they occupied the living room. Maybe mm. the living room wasn't how it used to be back in the day maybe mm. it had been changed and maybe that was their calming space mm. but then maybe one day the black figure mm. murdered beige figure mm. in the living room so that's why there's a conflicting energies yeah. in that space right that it's a calming area but it's also been tainted mm. which makes sense yeah in my head yeah 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 mm. um, and that's the thing we we had to just you know, run home with these kind of th- like theories. You can go to sleep. You can never go to sleep. Liter- night, well, you. literally, right. it was yeah. just it was yeah. just trying to make some sense of what's happening to us, and not just like that. It's just this completely random occurrence that's happening right here and now mm. in the universe that just makes zero sense. But like, okay, maybe this is what it is. Maybe this is what it is. Maybe this is what they meant to each other. Maybe sure. they were this mood of trying to trying to mm. decipher and piece everything together was was such a huge part of the psyche of living there you yeah. know of, of just of just trying to make sense of it. and again that's what kept us there wanting answers did you mm. ever ask the person that you got the home from if they experienced if they had experience yeah we did and and she said she'd never had Nothing. any anything any any Interesting. any negative experience she lived there alone as well um and she huh. never had any experiences do you know how long her tenancy was there i think she was there for like 10 years oh wow. i think she was there Nothing. for actually quite a long time um, oh, interesting and my mom tried in a really respectful way to be like hey <laughs> like we've had some some interesting times here like did you ever have anything like that and she was like no not no, everything's been pretty it was pretty sweet wow. and i believe that i really do yeah. believe that because again there was that period where there was nothing and then suddenly something started to grow 
Yeah. yeah, the scariest part about the story for me is that at the most disturbing point for you when you saw the um the jacket man, mm. he like it came to you in a moment where you, your mind wouldn't have been on it mm. at all because anyone can lie awake at night and convince themselves there's, there's a pair of eyes in the yeah, corner sure, of the room. Sure, but it's yeah. like at a point where you're not thinking about it at all and for it to appear in front of you yeah. is just the scariest thing yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah it's an incredible. Element of surprise. Totally. Totally, just like not not a, not a factor. Which in my encourages mind. my believability of it too, because if I'm not thinking scary yeah. thoughts, I'm going about my day like it doesn't exist. And then so, like yeah, hundred percent. And again, when it becomes that normal, there are genuinely times when we just wouldn't think about it. There'd be yeah. like, like, you know, things that other things are happening in our lives. There's plenty of things that are going on, you know, at the yeah. time. So it's something that you just you kind of want to put on the back pedal, for, you know, to some mm. to some degree. There was one dream I had um, that that was. The, the one that sticks in my mind really really intensely as well that was me in the in the apartment and it's nighttime but it's like bright nighttime it's like not like completely dark it's mm. this really hard to describe half night day situation where it's black outside but the moon is so bright that it's just completely lighting up the home mm. you can see all around you but the moon is what's lighting it up. And I'm in the living room. And I don't remember seeing much of the furniture there. It's just mainly the room. And the windows are open. And the veil is just blowing, just in the wind. And it's just empty and it's quiet. And that's it. That's the dream. But that stuck to me so intensely. And it, and it's something that like pops into my head, actually, mm. more often than I'd like. Because looking back on it, it felt like I was peering into how they see that space uh, so how it appears to me is different to how mm. whatever this was would see it yeah because we again when we have to kind of come to our own conclusions like we're not scientists at the end of the day we can we can you know what i mean we can't prove or disprove anything we can just say these are our experiences and this is what we felt in that moment it's all feeling yeah it's all right. feeling emotional based and so we felt that we were like on their territory we were mm. on the, we were in their apartment and it seemed like they were intruding in our on our home but maybe from in their perspective we were intruding in on their home yeah right and so thinking back on that like half night veil blowing thing mm. it felt kind of like a sort of stranger things like upside down like i'm in uh. the reverse of my own apartment and the more I think about it, the more it feels like that. It feels like wow. I'm just, just for a moment, I have this glimpse of what it looks like for them. And it's just night all the time, but it's lit up enough so you can see where you're going. Dang. Just before we move out, we, this is actually when it gets the most intense. And it actually, you start to have moments where both my mom and I felt like we were bumping into people in the hallway. We actually mm. had moments where you'd feel like you, you need to move around. Like when you're, trying to get around someone yeah you'd have this feeling like not a literal someone pushes into me but a feeling of i need to stand aside someone's trying to get past me or i'm trying to squeeze it was a, just a absolutely like nonsense yeah, thing that was yeah. going on in that hallway this is leading up to us moving out uh, but, uh, we are packing all our stuff and we actually moved to a place pretty much across the road <laughs> pretty much almost exactly across the road but it was in a more modern sort of apartment space and it was in it much more like it just seemed like there'd be somewhere this is too new for anything strange sure. to happen right yeah because yeah. was that like a factor in moving yeah well we need to get away from it these it was one of these things of like let's i think it's time for a change it wasn't sure. like this is too intense that we absolutely need to leave because again we wanted that resolution we really really did but it was like i think it's like time for us to move on and there's a nice place right here. Let's let's try that. We've been here, you know, since 2004. It's now it's now 2012. Yeah, you know. And so we are packing all of our stuff. We're having more of these instances where, again, it just feels like someone's just behind you, just on the other, just on, just behind your shoulder. Mm. My mom's washing the dishes. She thinks that again, someone's standing behind her. All these moments are starting to escalate to a point where they're actually becoming borderline physical, borderline physical. And one night as my mum, so I'm helping, you know, do a little bit of helping with a pack. But then eventually when we're in the, the new place, I'm having some friends over and we're just playing games. We're on the PlayStation 
And my mom's like, all right, well, I'm going to go and make you guys dinner. And I'm going to go across the road and bring some, like, pack some more stuff and bring it back here. Yeah, sounds good. And about an hour and a half later, my mom comes back through the door and she's crying her eyes out. And I just suddenly, like, didn't, you know, it's just this awkward moment with my friends where I'm just like, What's what's happened? Mom, compose yourself. My friends. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, like, what's what's going on? And she wouldn't explicitly say in front of them. But then she said to me, um, "I felt like I was going to get pushed down the stairs. I someone bumped into me as I was walking out the front door, and I actually screamed. And I thought someone was about to push me down the stairs. I had a feeling someone had just pushed me. There was no one behind me. And no one had bumped there. No one had bumped. No one was there as she was leaving out the. She said while she was packing, she felt this horrible, horrible, horrible energy, like mad at her for leaving, like mm. like frustrated, so angry at her for leaving. And then she felt that when she was exiting, so again, we were on the second floor. So as she's walking out the door, you walk down these two flights of stairs and she said, again, it's like someone had bumped me. And then for a moment, someone was nudging me to to like shove me down the stairs Whoa. while she's carrying like all of this stuff and so she was wrecked like she was so so i'd never seen wow. her more scared as i had in that moment and that was the last the last sort of you know gunshot from yeah from that from that address was that instance and then and then we moved and then that was that was it and <laughs> to this day um there has not been really any resolution. There were periods again where there were periods even after it got intense where you'd have two months of nothing. Yeah. And then something would happen again. And then you'd have one month of nothing and then something would happen again. What about it, the new house? Nothing? Nothing happened at the new place. Ever again? And nothing ever happened. I was going to say, again. don't carry that to our new home. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> I got nothing. you. No, it's been so long ago now. It's been 10, 11 years now. Um, we were actually really worried that that something could like carry. You ever know with with these things? Yeah, something could carry over. I've seen the movies. Yeah, we felt, we felt that it was confined to that space. There was one instance, just one instance ever, where on the way to school, um, I would sit in the front seat of the car, and I th- and I had a feeling that someone was in the back seat of the car. But again, when you have this psyche, when you yeah. have this. When you mm. have this, sh- when you're living with this shit, like you just don't know how much of where your, where's your rationality, you know, where's your brain at? And again, I can't attribute that to like, oh, this I'm taking this with me because you do take. Again, I lean more into the vibes thing now and the mm. and the energy thing now because I feel like when you go through that, when you go through something as terrifying that as that, you can take it with you, so to speak. But you know, it doesn't mean you're going to take this whatever you want to call it, experience haunting supernatural element. It doesn't mean you take that with you, mm. but you take experience and you take a bit of fear and you take a bit of, I don't know what it is, but it's, um, I think it's an open-mindedness to, to some kind of other side um, that I'd never really had or experienced before. And I think that has also helped my mom. Like, again, she's still super, super rational. She's still super, like, grounded. But since that experience, she is kind of of the belief of, like, cool, anything could happen on this Mm -hmm. world. Like, I went through, you know, nearly a decade of that with my son and with my ex-husband and with all my family and my friends. And we were, you know, again, it's just like just this wild, wild run. You know, it's just this wild run that has now such a strange place in my memory as well. Yeah. Because I, I was telling Joel, like, I have so many good memories there, despite how I paint it. Like, it is such a childhood dream for me. Like, this, mm. it's just these me- these beautiful memories of, like, laughing and just, like, just having the sweetest times, you know, mm. just, like, playing games and having late nights and my mom making us pancakes and just, like, beautiful, beautiful memories. So that when I think back on this place, I... St- it's like the split of the good and the bad mm. person. It's like there is there is the real bad and then there is this neutral good that that I mm. that I can still appreciate and I can still like see the beauty in it weirdly enough. Yeah. But the again the memory remains and that's something that you, both my mom and I just go into the rest of our lives going, we don't have a resolution to that, but we have to make our own resolution to that. And there's a weird power in that. 
there's a weird sort of gift in that experience mm-hmm. being so close to something that is like I can only say is like it's not a part of all this around us it's it's it could have it could have been once but like we were not uh mystical whatever people spiritual people before that um but since then i'm definitely like of the belief that there is like there is like a, a veil between our world and whatever that is over there not not even saying that's an afterlife or that's a whatever it's just something it, there's there, there is something, just something there's another room we're in one room and there's another room in the house there might be more rooms in the house but there's just these moments where bits of light just peek through and they hit our our pl- our space and i don't know if you know as you were saying before mike like about people being more attuned to it um i i think that that could that you know some people just genuinely could be more uh susceptible to it than than others mm. I, I i don't know and i'm not saying that even that like my mom and i are like that um but it felt like it felt like we opened ourselves to the idea pretty quickly as soon as we established we're both feeling that someone's in the yeah and we've lived just me and her you know our lives for our whole lives so it's just like but even an outsider experience it. That's yeah. yeah yeah what a wacky way to spend our halloween episode i know huh? my <laughs> mind goes to like what is it are they still there like how are the yeah. people who were living there now yeah. knocked on the door so we think about that a lot like yeah, we yeah. Do, we do. now that it's all painted that's yeah different energy that's really it's weird cool. having dreams as well now of, of being in that space too is really really it's really absurd to, to put a different twist as we start to wrap up here yeah. it's yeah. interesting there's a lot of psychology around how the color red can elicit very intense emotions in mm. people and it's just an interesting psychological thing in there to live mm. with a, the, your main living room have a big red wall yeah interesting yeah four walls are red just surround us i'd be hungry all the time (laughs) (laughs) i'd be angry thank you for sharing yeah really appreciate that that was i know it's a very personal story and i yeah Yeah. i was very conscious of that when i was like are you sure you want to come on the pod and tell this yeah i just think it's such a great story that i i really wanted to share with no i appreciate that let you share with me it's probably the most i've at length kind of stretched it out and then you know explored this again at the mat it's not know? something i talk about often you know so yeah. it's, it's something that's pretty kind of like buried until i'm like oh yeah i've had like a little interesting experience Hopefully like this that hasn't so. stirred anything up in the supernatural realms <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell the people you're okay <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> very much under duress after that. Everything's, everything's good here <laughs> yeah. oh buddy thank you so much hey, no worries mate. housemates stunner love catch hey do you want to plug anything uh, we've got something exciting coming up we do we have a really cool short film called night passage coming um it's a nice neo-noir psychological thriller starring your boy Joel Harris, um, Somerset Arnold, and James Seamark. And uh, should be hitting some screens in a couple months, maybe. Whoa. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see where we're at. Hey, do you want to drop your Instagram handle or is that definitively changing? Yes. <laughs> you can follow me on uh, the Angry Serb <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> could be something different maybe the angry australian soon we don't know where you're going with that is where we're going your rebrand's gonna take us to the moon <laughs> that's right <laughs> and that's all inside jokes for those listening but hey you're a part of it now thank you for listening True. catch us at sharehousepod at gmail.com and sharehousepod across all social platforms Trey, really thank you so much make sure you tell someone you love them today bye True.